You are now tuned in to Poppy Chulo Radio, your web portal for the best in pop culture news and interviews. All magic comes with a price. The following is a Poppy Chulo Radio original program. The views and opinions expressed in the commentaries and or interviews in the following program are solely those of the individuals and are not views of Poppy Chulo Radio, its parent, affiliate, or subsidiary companies. Welcome to a special Once Upon a Time official convention edition of Storybrooke Weekly Mirror, the unofficial Once Upon a Time podcast, a poppychuloradio.com original series, Poppy Chulo Radio, pop culture on demand. Today is Sunday, October 29th, 2017, and I'm your host, Jeffrey Aruz. Tonight, we are doing something very different. We are delivering directly to you audio recorded at Creation Entertainment's Once Upon a Time Official Convention 2017 in Whippany, New Jersey. Please welcome my co-host, Jenna Pace. Hi, everybody. It's time for our fourth podcast for the fourth panel that uh, we will be featuring the audio of. And Jenna, what's our fourth panel? Our fourth panel will be with uh, Raphael Sparge, who plays Jiminy Cricket or Archie. And this was just a really cool, interactive Q&A panel. So I hope you'll, I hope you listeners all enjoy it. All right. So before we start our special Once Upon a Time official convention edition, here's our announcer with a few special announcements. Binge listen to your favorite Poppy Chula Radio podcasters discussing some of your favorite television shows. Visit poppychularadio.com slash podcasts for a complete list of all the podcasts that we produce. You will get up-to-date information on whether the podcast is currently releasing new episodes or if it's on hiatus. You will also be able to click a link to either take you to Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or the Poppy Chula Radio archives to download the podcast. To binge listen to your favorite Poppy Chula Radio podcasts, visit poppychularadio.com slash podcasts. Would you like to be one of the podcasters on this podcast discussing your favorite television show? Email talent at poppychularadio.com. We are always looking for new voices to add to our collection of podcasts. To become a co-host you must be at least 18 years old. You must be comfortable sharing your opinions. And you must be comfortable using Skype. There's no podcast experience required. So if you think you have what it takes to be a Poppy Chula Radio on-air personality, email talent at poppychularadio.com. We look forward to hearing from you. This is a Poppy Chula Radio special announcement. PoppyChuloRadio.com is currently looking to expand its web presence, and we're looking for your help. If you're a fan of Poppy Chulo Radio and its signature series, please visit GoFundMe.com slash PoppyChuloRadio and help us with our campaign. Every dollar amount donated will be improving the Poppy Chulo Radio experience and making it more interactive and user-friendly. We thank you in advance for your support. This has been a Poppy Chulo Radio special announcement. We now return you to our regularly scheduled programming. Thanks, announcer. 
Yay. Like grabbing the Indians. Yeah. How's it going? Whatever they ask, I'm here. I'm completely yours. Whatever. Who's got their hand? Where do I find you? There. I um uh, I live in New York. I I live. Woo! Woo! Yes. And uh, I so I I literally took the I hit some traffic. Oh yeah. I literally just got and uh, so I was sort of sweating to be here, but I was really excited because this is home hometown. So um, and I was here last year and I had such a good time. So creation takes oh love you. Creation takes such good care of us. It's such a wonderful place to come and such a, a great bunch of people and, and they um, get such a warm environment for us as actors. So I I, uh, I love coming here and being part of it. So hi. Um, wanted to know about what it was like to discover that you had been in Snow's shirt on Twitter. Snow's what? On Twitter, the season five when um, Jimmy Kirkup jumps out of Snow's bra. Wait, I can't hear what you're saying. So, <laughs> I'm here, I'm here. Just, I'm, I'm, jumps I'm, out of Snow's bra and what was it oh, like? Oh, yes, start? right. Out of her bra, right. <laughs> so sorry. Yes, it was a, it was a shocking moment. It was so warm in there, and I didn't. No, I don't know. Um, uh, we weren't supposed to tell anyone, and, and it got on Twitter. Um, I, I they don't tell me, right? So it's one of those things where I I literally read as well. So um, it's a funny thing, you know, when you're a little um, CGI thing, they can put you anywhere, I guess. So um, in this case, that was the case. So yes, it made me laugh. <laughs> And I guess a lot of people as well too. Hi. Hi. Um, I was wondering. I know, like uh, Regina mentioned that, like Archie's doing a lot of wedding ceremonies. Is he up to anything know. like else? What's he doing now? Yeah, he's in New Jersey at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> We're glad to see you. Um, yeah, I, I I read that online. I mean, to be honest, and and this is the funny thing about this show, and I I've made this. Uh, comment and or joke before, but you know, the the storylines for Once Upon a Time and the nuclear launch codes are kept in the same undisclosed location. <laughs> so I have no idea. Um, I mean, the nice thing about that is that uh, they're talking about him and, and maybe that means he'll come back through. You know, they, they haven't really told us what the plan is and I don't really, it's a funny thing because I'm, I'm uh, I get stopped regularly and say, when are you back? And I say, I'm right here, and, and they say, I know, but when are you back on the show? And I say, I'm, uh, I don't know, I, I don't know. So the, the, the fact is that, um, uh, you know, we know that they made a jump this year and that they're in a new world and, and, and that they're creating new, I think really setting up new worlds. And, um, excuse me, I had a sip of the night. And, um, and uh, so I, I, hope, I hope to be, you know, performing weddings and other things very soon in story, before wherever it is that they may want to put us. <laughs> Thank you for question. Yeah. Hi. Hi. Sure. I was wondering which character you want to go on a date with. Like, I think Archie the most for therapy. The whole thing? I'll, I'll try to remember. Yeah, yeah, sure. What, uh, um, I think what, roughly what's it about? Essentially, like, which Archie you want to go on a date with. <laughs> yeah. I've always felt that, you know, Archie had a lot of uh, job potential job security there. <laughs> you know, I mean, forget the wedding, but, you know, we need some therapy. That, 
Um, uh, yeah, I mean, um, I, I loved doing the therapy, the therapy scenes. Um, I loved doing them with Lana. I love Lana so much, and and uh, and Jennifer and Josh, and then and uh, you know uh, uh, everyone. I mean, obviously Henry. So so the uh, you know. It, it's a it's a fun way to sort of meet someone in a therapy room in a therapeutic setting and, and see what comes out and and it's obviously those places where you you know you sort of reveal the most excuse me the most of yourself and so um, yeah I certainly think that there's a lot of people that need it <laughs> there so yeah thanks for the question yeah, hi. Hi. Um, so as I'm sure you know, in the Once Upon a Time fandom, um, romance and shipping is a big thing, but Archie was never put into a relationship. Who would you like for him to chirp off into the sunset with? Well, let me put it back to you. Pongo. What do you think? Pongo, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> He's pretty hot, yeah. Pongo's oh. pretty good. Oh, hey, maybe he'll have, maybe he'll have like a romance with one of the Queens of Darkness. Uh, Maleficent or maybe... Um, Oh, maybe there's a Perdita somewhere around there that has her own dog, or an Anita. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, uh, I'm open. I think, you know, Archie's uh, probably, you know, on some some singles website somewhere, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've always thought that would be fun, because um, uh, I, you know, figured out who, who that would be. And, and uh, uh, he, you know, they, they haven't really gotten into that. Uh, but that, that would be fun. Um, so uh, thank you for holding a candle for Archie and his love life. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Hi. Hi. I just wanted to know, what would you find more difficult, defeating the witches from Storybook or the aliens from Independence Day? Oh, what? <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, uh, yeah. She was. Uh, I guess. I guess maybe the witches. I don't know. Uh, you know, depends on. I guess what what uh, what channel you're on. But uh, you know, it's it's fun to be able to sort of go back and forth and and, and fight bad guys everywhere. Um, uh, yeah, I, I I love being a part of Independence Day. You know, and uh, it's such a it's become sort of a classic. It runs all the time, um, even not on Independence Day. So um, and and obviously, you know, we we. Uh, I mean, I love being on Once Upon a Time so much. I'm so proud of it. I'm so proud of what you know we all accomplished in the years that we did. Um, it's you know, the storytelling has been so smart and and uh, thoughtful and uh, interesting and engaging and always um, I, I feel sort of uh, keeps you at the edge of your seat. You don't quite know what's going to happen next. And so, you know, from an actor's point of view, from a storytelling point of view, it's been such a delight to be a part of, and, and I'm, I'm really, really proud to be part of the family. Yeah, thank you for your question. Thank you. You know, well, let me just speak about it this way. You know, what I loved about what they did storytelling-wise was that they—and I've said this before—but but I'll but you make me think about saying it's slightly differently, which is, you know, that they create a character who represents the conscience, you know, one's conscience, right? And they made him a therapist, which is a lovely and imaginative way of kind of giving him 
that role. Because obviously when you go to your therapist or when you speak to someone in a counselor position, you're trying to you know, find your way. You're trying to speak, speak to yourself almost, speak to your conscience. I love that, and, but I also, what I loved about what they did in terms of the backstory, and I, I'm a huge fan of that first season um, in terms of all those backstories, but what I, what I loved is that they had created a character that came to his conscience not just because he was trying to sort of, you know, um, he, he had done the wrong thing for so long that he decided he made the choice with his life to do the right thing. And in, in doing that, um, when you ask that question, for example, what he would do, you know, sometimes there are moments in our lives where we have sort of a culmination of things that then kind of get us to an awareness and we go, wow, I'm never going to do that again. I am not going to step into that ring of fire that I've, that I've been a part of before. And I'm, I want to make a choice. And in that moment, it's like everything stacks up, all the dominoes kind of you know, line up in a way, and, and then you find your way, you find your, you find your path. And um, I, I, I don't know what else he would have done, but he certainly, if he had stayed with his parents, he would have continued to do some sort of, sort of awful things, and that's, that's you know, obviously why they turned, got turned into those sort of scary puppets. Um, but what I, again, what I love about the storytelling is that they gave him, you know, a really sad story to kind of help him find his conscience, and, and, and sometimes, you know, consciousness comes at a great price. Um, in my life, you know, some hits to the head, you know, blah, 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 I'm not going to do that again. So um, I, I felt that they did that with the story. Kind of, so. I don't know if that answers your question, but it kind of roundabout does. But it's a thank you very much. Yeah, thank you. Hi. Hi. Um, so I know for me, and a lot of people, the big reason that we got into the show was because it's a show about hope and believing, never giving up. And I know I absolutely love every time you're in an episode because it means some type of hope speech or something to help you when you're going through a hard time. So I just wanted to know how that made you feel knowing that you know you are a symbol of hope in the show and a character that people love to like that. I'm oh, really touched that you said that. Thank you. Um, thank you. I, I uh, yeah. I mean, uh, without hope, right? What do we do? <laughs> I don't know. Um, it's very meaningful to me. Um, I, you know, uh, yeah, in my life, it's very important to me. And so the fact that I got cast in this role um, in, in, and have uh, they written to something or cast me because it was a quality they saw that seemed to match up with this character, um, that's uh, very, I don't know. It makes me feel good. Thank you for what you said. It's really lovely, and I I, I hope to I hope to be helping you more. That sounds weird. I didn't answer. Okay. Hi. Hi, I'm Angelica, and I was wondering what's the funniest moment that's happened on set. The funniest moment. There. I mean, we laugh and giggle a lot. Um, you know, a, a lot of times um, you get really. It's so cold in Vancouver <laughs> in the winter. And I know it's cold here on the East Coast. I mean, I've been here in the 40 below temperatures that I can do. But it, it, where we shoot by the water, which is in this little, little town called Steveson, um, it's just, you know, when we shoot through the night, it's bitter. I mean, just like, you know, right by the water, like in your bones, you can't. And of course, you're dressed, you're not dressed in your, like, you know, Alaska worthy parka, you're literally like in skimpy little clothes, right? And the girls forget it, you know? 
Um, so you're shaking and freezing and shivering, and in between that, invariably, we're tickling each other or sort of telling, you know, poop jokes or something. I don't know. <laughs> and and uh, and 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 we laugh and laugh and laugh, and so that's that's the only that gets us through the cold. So <laughs> thank you, thank you for the question. Yeah. Hi. Hi. If you got to help create Archie's alter ego for the new Hyperion Heights storyline, what do you, what would you like to come up with? Because everybody's a bit different. Like, Hook, Hook is a good guy now, looks like Rumpel's a good guy, so maybe you'd be a bad guy? Yeah, that would be interesting, wouldn't it? I mean, it, you know, um, uh, I've always also thought it would be interesting for someone who represents conscience um, to perhaps have a crisis of conscience, and, and maybe it would be uh, a turn to the dark side. You know, I, I work a lot in various different other places, um, and uh, I've occasionally showed up with some creepy character on SBU or something. Um, and, and people go, oh, Archie, oh! <laughs> and um, I, I'm sorry for that moment. I apologize. Um, uh, but, you know, uh, it, it's fun as an actor to play kind of those parts that, you know, Robert and Lana do it so beautifully and effortlessly and, and are able to walk that line into both. And, and, and as an actor, honestly, you, you uh, are given, um, those parts can be more meaty in a way. So that would be a blast, um, you know, um, you know. Left turn, great idea. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, thank you. Hi. Hi, I'm Jessica, and I'm from Connecticut, so if you live in New York, yay. I Where in Connecticut? Um, Ridgefield. Right on the border of New York? Yeah, yeah. I still live in North Frankfurt and New Haven. So yeah. Oh, wow. That's where I was born. Oh, New Haven. Wow. Um, but I was just going to ask um, if you could pick one character in Once Upon a Time that relates to you personally, who would you be if you could audition for any character? Uh, I've always said Lana. <laughs> Evilly. I mean, look, she's got the best outfits, right? I mean, come on. And I've seen them close up, they're so beautiful. I mean, it's just, there's no way to give them justice. They're, they're so, Eduardo Castro, who does the costume, is just a, oh, he's so good. And um, everything is hand-beaded, it's so incredibly made. So, yeah, so you got the great costumes, you got all the cool lines, you get the two personalities, you get the, you, you love her, you, you know, you love the character, you hate the character, and then you love him again, and so, yeah. We love her, you know what I mean? Like sometimes you just feel like, oh, how could you do such a terrible thing? But then you, all your heart always goes. Anyway, it's just that it's such a range, right? I mean, it just it's it's so uh, so. Anyway, I've always said you are oh, really evil queen. Um, how about you? Oh, me? Yeah. Well, I'm very neurotic in real life, so um, <laughs> I could say I'm trying to think. That'd be so hard. I would love to be Emma if I could be that brave. Yes. But I'd probably be. Um, be one of the dwarfs or something. It would just be fun, like the side characters being silly. That sounds fun. That sounds fun. I mean, the good news is there's something for everyone, right? Depending on your day, right? You're coming. That's great. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Hi. Hi. Um, in past panels, Rebecca Mater has always mentioned that she needs to see Archie yesterday. 
Um, so she, 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 what did she say? She always says Zelina needs to make an appointment with Archie yesterday. Oh, right. She says that a lot, and it's really funny. That's funny. So if she were to see Archie, what do you, which of Zelina's many issues do you think they would talk about? How much time do you get? Oh, God. She's so fun. Um, I mean, you've seen her panels. I mean, she's a blast, right? So, uh, I mean, uh, where couldn't you go with, you know, Zelina, right? It'd be pretty, I mean, what, what do you think is the top of the list? Um, I think if we were talking about this earlier, maybe at the beginning of season six, then I would say her relationship with Regina, and yes. that Regina blames her for Robin's death. Right. But, um, <laughs> but I do think that abandonment from her mother would definitely be up there, but yeah. I feel like a more important subject for them to talk about would be Regina and Zelina's relationship. Yeah, I, I'm, I, I, I'm with you on all counts. I, I think it would be thrilling and exciting to see what would come up with that. You know, as, as you got into as we got into that to support that. Yeah, yeah. You know, let me let me just say this for a second, and I, and I sort of always sort of um, often feel like it's important for me to say this. I'm compelled to say this, but you know, um, uh, I play. You know, <laughs> I, I'm not a therapist, but I play one on TV, um, and, and I'm not a therapist in real life. Um, but I have been in therapy uh, for years and years, and I have been in therapy, you know, specifically because I've had things that I've really struggled with. I've had anxieties and depressions and things that have come up. Um, and I mention this um, because it's so important uh, to not have shame about the fact that you may be struggling with something. And it's so uh, uh, valuable to reach out for help, um, you know, you would think, hey, you know, someone who's, you know, on television, on a big show, would be happy all the time. Uh, and what like, no. Um, and, and uh, you know, there are things that we struggle with. So I often, and maybe I'll take this moment, um, just to sort of say is, you know, if you if you all, if you need help, um, uh, there are wonderful organizations that can offer help. And there are wonderful people, um, whether it be friends, sometimes friends are not the right people to talk to, but if you do need help, then, um, I just want to say from someone who's been through it, um, it's really made a difference for me and um, uh, and for friends uh, who have maybe not reached out when they can. I, I have to say I've always regretted sometimes when I've gotten phone calls when things have turned really in, in a tough way. So, so um, uh, yeah, anyway, I feel I, I some Hi. Hi. Um, the Supernatural cast is known for joking about certain actors having, uh, well, pur purposely going out of the way all the time to try to make another actor laugh during their, you know, scenes. Who is there anybody else on a time who's really known for? Who's, who would be the worst as far as trying to make people laugh? And Gee, um, you know, we we all uh, we're all trying to do our best. Like I said, sometimes you get punchy and you just kind of you, like you literally just can't stop laughing. And um, uh, I, you know, and and it's that terrible thing like when you try and stop laughing, you can't. It gets worse and gets worse and worse. Um, uh, I, uh, you know, Lee is pretty good at giving us a, a, a run for our money. I, but you know, again, you just never know. I. I I'm on the Menendez miniseries, uh, murder series, and, and uh, you know, the wonderful Edie Falco was in a scene um, 
that I was just in a couple weeks ago, and, and she and several other people, I mean, she's black belt, unbelievable actress, you know, and all the other actors, I mean, and they just got a case of the giggles, and they're like, you know, and, and they were just, you know, walk off and kind of just kind of try to pull together and really, okay, okay, really serious, really serious, really serious. And, and they did, but it's funny, you know, because just your exhaustion sometimes, you know, you can't, you can't help but, you know, not laugh. Yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's, it's fun sometimes, and then when you try to stop it, you can't, it's really frustrating. <laughs> Thanks for the question. Hi. Hi, um, I'm Dave, and knowing that you're from New York, I was born there, so that's very cool. And uh, my group, I would say, we decided to were our favorite character. And so my question is, earlier in the season, uh, during your backstory episode, there was these two dolls that were parents and you accidentally bottled yeah. Um, would you go back to the gold store and get the dolls try to figure it out? Yeah, I mean, um, those dolls were always so creepy, weren't they? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I mean, those are those are his parents, right? Um, th those are those were his those were right. Were those his parents? Yeah. Wait, yeah. 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 Okay. parents. Yeah. Right. And 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 so. What happened was that, you know, obviously, I think that was one of those ones that you can't turn back. And I think that's one of the reasons why, you know, Jiminy decided to, you know, devote his life to trying to make a difference um, because of this terrible thing that had happened. Um, so um, I guess those, those stand as images of, of reminders of, of what, why he has to go forward and not go back, right? Um, yeah, as creepy as they were. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, thank you for the question. Hi. Hi, I'm, I'm Kat from Florida. Hi, Kat from Florida. Um, I've been a big fan of yours for a long time. I watched you on The Guardians, Jay, and um, I'm a big video game fan as well, so Kate. Um, you've played so many different characters over the years. What draws you to these characters, especially Jake and Kate and of course Archie? And do you find them just a common thread? You know, if I'm a comic thread. Yeah, but do you find the comic thread essentially because I'm interested to hear your point of view? Well, maybe not so much Jay, because that's kind of, you know, there's a lot of things going on. Yeah, that's a good moral question. But, um, you know, Caden was my favorite character in Mass Effect, and I think that there are similarities between him and Archie in that he was often a sounding board for Commander Shepard. And you're often, a, your character in Once Upon a Time is also. Sally Ward for many of the characters. Uh, so I feel like there is a comment right there. But, uh, yeah, no, thank you. Uh, um, uh, it's hard to see yourself, right? Um, uh, I, I have been so blessed with being able to work, and I work a lot, and I'm, and I'm so grateful for that. I, you know, there's different kinds of roles that you get to do and different kinds of things sometimes that are that are a part of you, and some sometimes, um, you know, it's a stretch. Uh, you know, let me tell this story. So when I auditioned for this part, uh, you you know, when you have a project like this, sometimes they give you the whole script, sometimes they don't. And they don't because they're trying to protect it and they don't want to get out. So they just sent me what's called the sides, which is essentially the scene or so that I was in. And, and, and if you remember back in the pilot, it's essentially six lines, right? It's where I meet uh, Henry, you know, uh, 
on the street and say, hey, you know, is everything okay? And, you know, we have this, I mean, it's a brief encounter, right? So I came in and I, I did the scene and, and they said, thanks. I said, Thank, thanks. And I, I left. And I had asked, by the way, did they want a, because I didn't know. I mean, we didn't know, right? So I said, I said, you know, do they want like a voice match? Jimmy Cricket, what do they want? They said, no, 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 just keep it real. Okay, and, and honestly, that's the hallmark of the show, right? So they, everyone's kept it real. So I, I did the thing, and I did my my audition, and then I left. And, and they, I, I walked out, and then they immediately chased me down. I was on a, on a studio, and they chased me, could you come back? And I was like, yeah, yeah. And they said, look, the director's in Vancouver, would you mind doing this again? Was it a note? And I said, sure. And so I did it again, did it on, you know, and I got home, and by the time I got home, they said, the offer's coming to you, and, which is very unusual for it to happen so fast, because normally they put you through a very complex process of auditioning and re-auditioning and approvals from this, you know, various studios and networks and things. And, and they told me later, and, and, I, and I don't really, uh, again, I can't see myself, but they said they felt like there was a quality that just felt like the guy. And they said they had read quite a few people and um, they said, you know, because it's a relationship with, uh, with, uh, with an older man and a young boy, it had gotten a little creepy in some of the reads that they'd seen. <laughs> and, you know, I'm a dad and I have a son about, you know, uh, about Jared's age. And um, uh, so it was a very natural relationship for me. So, so um, yeah, I mean, I, 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 there, there are parts of Archie that I really resonate with. And, and, um, and thank you for what you said, and I love, I love my subtraction, and I'm so glad that, um, you know, I get to meet you. So thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Hi. Hi. Um, I wanted to ask you, it wasn't really ever discussed in the episode or referenced ever again, but I wanted to know if you think that Archie knew that Rumble had those dolls in his shop. And if he didn't, do you think or he would try to find out or if he would try to confront Rumble on it? Just your perspective. Such an interesting question, right? It could go either way. It, Archie has never really confronted Rumble, has, has he? I mean, he's always kind of been a very respectful relationship. And, and he is kind of the other kind of scary, powerful person in town. Um, um, I don't know, I'm just, I'm just hypothesizing here. Yeah, um, uh, I, I would imagine, I, I would imagine that he probably would, would not confront him. And, and knowing it couldn't be turned back, um, that that it would be something. You know, it's like when you when you have something really precious that breaks, and and you can't put it back together. You know, and uh, so in this case, you then the only thing you can do then is try and do do something different, right? Or, or in this case, commit his life to doing something better. Um, which I really try to do. You know, there's that great line, which is, you know, I will always do my best. You know, that, that sort of is kind of synonymous with who Archie is. And, and, I, and I feel like that was his commitment to trying to kind of maybe compensate for what had happened. So it's an interesting, really interesting question. Yeah, thank you, thank you. Hi. I was wondering what your favorite uh, scene was to shoot with Jerry. My favorite scene to shoot with Jerry. Um, I love, I, I love some of the therapy scenes. There was a, 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 I just thought of a funny, funny moment, actually. Uh, there was a scene when we were shooting with Pongo early on, and Pongo was in, in the, yeah. Um, Pongo was in the therapy session, and, and uh, 
Pablo's real name is Cinder, by the way, and, and he's a he's a great dog. He's so pretty, obviously. Uh, he loves to give you hugs. He puts his arms on, on you. Literally hugs you. He's so sweet. But he's also the agility champion of Canada, <laughs> which is no small thing, right? I mean, especially because they train them. They put rocks on I mean, like, you know, weights on them when they train them. So on, on performance day, they take them off, and they're literally like the space shuttle. It goes, woo, right? So they would yell cut and be like, whoa, and I learned to, you know, because he would run back to his trainer. Right? So I learned just for the sake of my neck, not to hold on to the leash. Um, but I remember being in therapy once and, and uh, his tail, he's because he's very, he's very excited. Can <laughs> <laughs> we get his tail to stop whacking the couch? <laughs> um, sweet. I don't know why I just thought of that. Um, uh, in terms of uh, sweet scenes, um, uh, you know, I, I love in the episode, in the backstory scene, when we fall down the, the, the shaft, uh, the mine, um, and we have that kind of heart to heart in the, in the mine shaft. Um, I, I love that. Um, you know, J Jared, it's so amazing, like, you know, it's so amazing now to see him as an adult, right? I mean, he's, a, he's going to college, you know. Um, he's kind of driving, and I don't even understand, right? So, and he's, 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 it's like, I, I mean, I, I, I mean, you say the stupid things like, gee, you're so big, right? <laughs> Dummy. Um, but, I mean, but he's, it's one of those things, he really has gotten so big, and, and he was such a sweet little kid, you know, and, um, and he was 10, and he was just darling, and, uh, he would, you know, we would all carry him around on his, on his back, on our backs, you know, and, um, oh, you wouldn't do that now. <laughs> um, but it was fun. Um, yeah. Anyway, that's my that's my thought. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Hi. Hi. Uh, I'm Luana. This is Maria. Hi. We want to know if, as Archie, what do you think would have happened if Emma, Regina, and Harry had been to a therapy session together from season one? Wait. If Emma did marry? No. If Emma, Regina, and Harry had been to a therapy session together from season one, what do you think would have happened? I would have stayed between them or changed something. Mm. What do you think? <laughs> no idea. You don't know. I mean, it's a, again, it's a, it's a, uh, it's an interesting question. I, you know, look, um, you know, great stories come from huge conflicts. Um, so even if Archie could have helped, maybe he shouldn't have because it made for better shows. <laughs> I don't know. Um, uh, but but at the same time, um, you know, there's there's a there's a lot. Um, uh, I think he was trying to do. I think some things. You know, as a therapist, and I've heard this um, as well as also, um, you know, as a friend, you can only do so much, right? So you can you can uh, you know give someone, show someone, you know, the way, or reach a hand out, but they have to take it. Um, so the question is, at some point. Would they have actually received the help even if it had been given? That's a question back to you. Um, you know, uh, but but I, I, I go back to my original thought, which is that these are you know makes for good shows. <laughs> yeah. Did you have a follow up to that or is that no? No. All right. All right. Thank you for the question. Thank you. Hi. Hello. Uh, I love you on the show. Thank story episode, I noticed something kind of funny that I don't know if it's ever been addressed, but Geppetto, when he's little, is like has an American accent, and then when he's older, he's like a little old Italian man. 
what do you mean? <laughs> no! It's just your television. I, I think they missed that one. <laughs> I don't know what to say. I, I'm, I'm, I'm blushing now. I, I don't know what to say. Um, you know, he was a really cute kid. <laughs> yeah, I think they, you know, sometimes you miss some things, maybe. So, yeah. yeah, it is funny, actually. That's the first I thought of it. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you. I'll let them know. <laughs> um, any other questions? Yeah. Um, uh, you know, the, the thing that's amazing about this show has been that it has uh, such a, an enormous, I've been so struck when people come up to me and say, you know, my whole family watches the show. My kids, you know, uh, we as the parents, you know, my, my parents, that is the grandparents, all watch the show together. I've been so struck with what they've been able to do in terms of storytelling. Men and women, you know, young and old, it, it has this extraordinary demographic. Um, that's very unusual when you think about all the sort of the niche programming that's created now for, you know, the most, the smallest demographic. This is such a wide demographic. In addition to that, what I've been so struck with, I see it on the right there, um, what I've been so struck with is uh, how, uh, this show also, uh, the term is travels, but essentially what that means is that um, it, it, it plays well outside of the US, which not a lot of shows do. Most comedies don't do very well that are created in the US because things that are funny for us are just not funny in you know other countries. So um, what, what I, I've been amazed at how many tweets we get from all over the world. And, and again, these stories are so universal, these myths and these stories and, and these combinations of things that are so powerful. Uh, again, this is a testament to the writing. This is a testament to what they've been able to do. It's, it's really exceptional. And um, it's so fun to be a part of it. Hi. Hi. Um, I was wondering, what was it like to film the Captain Swan wedding scene? The wedding scene? Yeah. It was pretty amazing, actually. I mean, I, 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 I um, uh, I'm just having a flashback, so. We shot it, uh, so, so you know, when you watch it, it was on that beautiful roof, but that was all overlaid in a, in a that was a graphics, right? So we, we shot essentially in a green screened room. Very, just imagine the brightest green you've ever seen, and that's kind of, that's everything, right? And, um, but what wasn't green screen um, was uh, the two of them. And I, I can't even tell you how, moving it was to watch them walk up the aisle, um, you know, with uh, Josh and, and, uh, and, and, you know, holding it. And uh, the moment... Aww! <laughs> it really affected me. I was crying. I was I mean, I, they're, they're just were so beautiful. 
And, and it was such a privilege to just sort of stand there. You know, I was I literally, I mean, I was this close, right? And talk about front, front row seats. And, uh, uh, you know, I didn't, say, I didn't say much or do much. I just got to, you know, I guess practice for my future profession. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, but, 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 you know, we've all been through so much. And, and, and that was a really, it was a really precious moment. And, um, and Josh and, and Ginny and, and <clears throat> of course, Jennifer, knowing that they were moving on. And, and and it sort of the musical episode and the happy ending and I don't know I don't know it just was a it was a really culmination of a lot of things so um, yeah and you can, I guess I've hopefully I've sort of answered that feedback to death maybe but yeah it was a special moment thanks for asking about that thank you. Hi. Talk a bit about the film that you premiered at Tribeca today. Was it Tribeca? Yeah, it's actually Chelsea Film Festival. That's, I just came from it. Yeah, no, thank you for asking that. Um, uh, I uh, I'm moving into being a director, and I've been working as a director for a while, um, doing mostly docs, <clears throat> and um, uh, I'm doing a six-part series for PBS uh, that'll be out uh, hopefully in the spring. And I uh, direct my first narrative short film that got into the Chelsea Film Festival, so they got the film festival. And, it's not my 14th episode. Um, so I, I literally came directly from there to here. So, so, um, uh, but but it's a it's a it's a Korean immigrant story, um, which is the most uh, sort of bizarre thing that you would imagine um, uh, from from having grown up in you know, on the East Side of New York uh, to do a Korean immigrant story from Koreatown in Los Angeles. But I was told this. Uh, extraordinary story, and um, from that extrapolated this film, and, and used some incredible artists, and we put this together. Uh, and it's about family, and about, you know, it's all deserved. We hope you enjoyed this exclusive audio recorded at Creation Entertainment's Once Upon a Time official convention 2017 in Whippany, New Jersey. Join us next time for a brand new installment of Storybrooke Weekly Mirror. Once again, here's our announcer to remind you on how you can interact with us. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash storybrookeweeklymirror. Follow us on Tumblr, storybrookeweeklymirror.tumblr.com. Follow Poppy Chula Radio on social media. We are on Facebook, Instagram, Tumblr, Twitter, and YouTube, at Poppy Chula Radio. Do you have any questions, suggestions, comments, or concerns? Email us via contact at poppychularadio.com. Help support Poppy Chula Radio financially by visiting gofundme.com slash poppychularadio. Are you interested in joining the Poppy Chula Radio team as an on-air personality or blog contributor? Email talent at poppychularadio.com. Binge listen to your favorite Poppy Chula Radio programs by visiting poppychularadio.com slash archives. You can also download tonight's broadcast and the rest of the series through Apple Podcasts and Google Play. Just search for Storybrooke Weekly Mirror and subscribe. Thanks, announcer. Jenna, please wish the listeners a good night. Listeners, have the best evening ever. Thanks for tuning in. Download new episodes of Storybrooke Weekly Mirror every Tuesday and Wednesday via Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and the Poppy Chulo Radio Archives. Our Tuesday show is our episode discussion, and our Wednesday show is our special spoiler edition of Storybrooke Weekly Mirror. Good night.